the pandemic gave me the courage to do something different. Welcome to my podcast, Keep It Spicy. My name is Shuba, and I will be your host for today's episode. Interested in hearing about love, life, travel, and career? I will be exploring all those topics and more. If you want to tag along for something fun, entertaining, exciting, and of course, spicy, hit that follow button so you can stay up to date with more episodes. Now, let's get into it. This is Keep It Spicy. Welcome back to another episode of Keep It Spicy. Today's guest is someone that I worked with while in university. Her name is Shireen Mitchell. Shireen is an accomplished recent graduate from the University of Waterloo with a demonstrated history of data management and client outreach. Her last role was in sales and operations support at Waste Reduction Group, Inc. before she took on her newest adventure, which can also be found on her YouTube channel, Shireen's World, and that is moving to Korea to teach English for a year. Hey, Shireen, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on Keep It Spicy. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm going to start by asking you to tell me and our listeners a little bit about yourself. So like, what's your story? What have you been up to in the past couple of years, like personally and professionally, if you want to share? Basically, what's the spice to your life? Uh, well, right now, <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't even say my life's that spicy right now. Like, just because of everything that's going on, like, I've just been trying to live my best life. But then, you know, just being cautious with the pandemic and... I've been home a lot more than I would like to be. But overall, I did, in the middle of a pandemic, uh, make a huge move. So I moved from Toronto, Ontario, all the way to South Korea. So that's been an adventure. Love it. So you're you're talking to me from Korea right now, right? Yes. Yes. It's currently 10 p.m. my time. Awesome. I'm still getting used to that. <laughs> So what's one thing about yourself people might be surprised to learn? And this is something that we couldn't have been able to search up about you on the internet. I love DIY workshops. Uh, anything. I, I've been to a wood making workshop. I made, uh, well, you know, like a bathtub caddy, not to carry things, but to like place your wine and a book on and like candle, I like built in candle holders. You can make that? I made it. I went to um, a women's workshop, women's night at, I think it was Home Depot. They have those. Oh my I've gosh. also done like soap making, candle making for like many, I think for like half of my university for about two, three years, I only took showers with soap, that, like soaps that I made. No way. I had no idea. Oh my gosh. That is, <laughs> that is really interesting. Yeah. I like workshops, but you would, I think I've posted pictures on my <laughs> Have like, you? I had no idea. Did, oh I, my there's gosh. There's one picture with me and the the mascot for Home Depot. Oh girl, I don't know. You post a lot of stuff on your social I media. Do. I usually see the ones with your dog, <laughs> but oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Well, then, we'll go with that answer. Notice, I removed my dog from my social media because then I created her own Instagram. She has her own, yeah, she has her own Instagram now. Yeah. Cute, cute, cute. Yeah. 
Okay, well, we're going to go with that one. That is very, very interesting. And I am surprised to learn about that. I also wanted to talk to you about this trip that you've taken to Korea, which is wonderful. I know it's a dream for you. And I wanted to learn about why you made this decision in the middle of a global pandemic. Like, what inspired you to do this? Could you walk me through the process? Okay, so, well, it all started. (laughs) Well, no, actually. So I graduated last year. So I guess this really started in 2019. Uh, And I got my first job out of university. I graduated um, with a bachelor in sustainability, environment, resource studies. They changed the name like halfway through my degree. But essentially environment and resource studies with a minor in East Asian studies, right? Um, I really thought I wanted to get into sustainability. And I landed in waste management, which... It is sustainability, but it wasn't as glamorous as I had hoped. And I know that's really shallow, but it just wasn't where I wanted to be in that field. So by around December, I had already started looking for other opportunities because I knew I just wanted to do something different. Like maybe I would have tried a different sustainability job and been like, oh, my God, I love garbage. But that it didn't work out like that. Right. So I had already been thinking that. And then January rolls around and things started to look iffy around the world. And then February rolled around and then the pandemic had basically come to Canada. And by like mid-March, I had started to work from home and you know, just thinking to myself, good thing I didn't quit my job. <laughs> and then I got laid off two weeks later. Um, so that's kind of where I started to I rested for like two weeks and I don't I, I don't know when it happened. I don't I don't know when the idea came into my mind. Was I watching a Korean drama? Was I listening listening to a Korean song? Was I on YouTube? YouTube watching like well basically watched Koreans live their best life while we were like stuck inside and I said to myself you know I studied Korean for two years I watch all this Korean media I had planned to visit Korea and I was just like why don't you just move there do I have a job holding me back no my condo lease was ending I tutor English on the side. So even when I was working my full-time job, I I still currently tutor kids in China. I was like, why don't you just do it? And kunyang heaji. So yes, I just did it. Oh my gosh, I love that. This is a sweet story also. That's like the Nike, did you know that's the Nike slogan? Kunyang he? No. Just do it. Oh, yeah. no, That's I had no idea. Just do it. Love it. And then could you also explain the process from like applying to like the health concerns and how they were handled to reaching and settling in the new country? Could you explain all of that and walk me through that process too? Okay, so I think, so I lost my job like end of March, right? Two weeks into April, I start thinking, hmm, maybe I should start looking for a job look in South Korea um, it's really easy type teaching English in Korea teaching English in China uh, also Facebook groups are overlooked but I don't even use Facebook as a social media anymore it's really just a resource for finding houses random furniture things that you'd like to buy but like it's a great resource for also job hunting a lot of people don't know this Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a lot of pages that like advertise like jobs in Korea, Japan, 
China. Like you can search any group and it's there. You can even search non-teaching jobs Korea. Like everything's there, right? So I did that through searching like the different avenues. I've kind of found links to websites that cater to linking schools with foreigners. And so the main one that I used was Dave's ESL Cafe. And I know I'm putting that out there. Be careful because because it's kind of a midway between foreigners and Korean companies, there are also a lot of scams on there. So if it looks too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. Or maybe you got lucky, but don't risk it. Um, so yeah, just be really careful with Dave's ESL Cafe, but I actually did find my job through that website. Uh, so interviews. It was really difficult scheduling interviews, just like like our interview now, like it's your morning time, it's my night time. And it was like that for a lot of job interviews. So I was like either really late in the night or really early in the morning. And yeah, the interviews I would say was just more of a getting to know you, getting to know your personality and just showing that you're a fun, lovable person. I think they expect that most foreigners have like zero um, teaching experience, even though I did. So they really focus on, are you going to do well in the environment? They focus on whether or not you're you're going to be culturally equipped to handle the move, uh, what you think about Korean culture to see if it's even a good fit for you to go there, and how you feel about children, because you'd be surprised how many people get into this field and don't really like kids. And it's like, but you're oh. teaching children. <laughs> Things like that. Okay. And you mentioned that you also are in East Asian studies. So I'm assuming, did, like, did that play a little bit of a part in you getting this job or did it not at all help? I would say that it played a role in me convincing how culturally, like, equipped I, like, or just like, I would be able to handle the changes. That's how I kind of use that. Like, yeah, I know about the culture. It's not just K-pop for me. It's like other things. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's how I approached um, it with my degree. But I think most people have like zero knowledge of um, the culture. They're just like willing to be open and willing to learn. And I think that's like the main thing. Did you face a culture shock when you moved to Korea or are you are you currently facing one? So I did live in Asia before um, and that was so I lived in China and I think my culture shock is not between Canada and Korea, but how different Korea is from China. And my puny mind, I expected it to be quite similar because, and so that's where I'm running into a lot of problems where I'm like, but it's supposed to be like this. And then it's not. Okay. Right? Can you give me an example? Uh also, I guess I was in China before the pandemic, so I think a lot of things are different. Um, but like the working environment, right? Um, so in China, I had a two-hour lunch break, right? And the kids had a two-hour lunch break, which meant that kids were able to sleep and you were able to nap if you wanted to and get recharged and come back. Whereas here, my students are kindergarten, they have no breaks. Like they have five-minute breaks in between classes and they're just always so tired. Right. Oh my gosh, no breaks at all? No, because it's very like school, school, school. And in China, it's the same, but they give you that long sleep. So like China, like children have like long days as well. So from like 7 or 8 a.m. until like 10 p.m. Because after school, they have different violin, swimming lessons, all sorts of things. But they have that two hour nap. Right. Whereas Korea, they have that same thing, just no nap. 
And actually, like, even my lunch, I have, like, a 45-minute lunch. It's supposed to be an hour, but then it's, like, class starts right after lunch ends. And so, or, like, you're just rushing to the cafeteria right out of class. So there's no buffer there. So they really value, I think Korea is faster than China in terms of, like, being at work. And actually, the coffee culture here is crazy, which I guess would be to keep up with just always go so there's social after work late nights and then early mornings at work and then just being awake all throughout the day so that that that's like one cultural difference that i would say that oh, is interesting what would you say have been like some of the challenges concerning your role in korea if any in any job it's never going to be smooth sailing especially if you're just getting to know people right? Everyone has a different working style, a different teaching style. And actually what I'm finding is it's not like a huge deal, but um, I think with Korean culture, they try not to be very upfront. But then the downsides to that is that like, I don't know what you're thinking. You think you're being nice, but I don't know that you're being nice. If you're not even telling me that you're being nice, I just think you're being like, I don't know, like either indifferent or what is the word for like acting shady but not shady? <laughs> like what is that like word? Just I'm passive for? aggressive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're just like being passive, right? So I can't tell if you're being nice or if it's like, like if you, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing, right? So an example of this would be, um, so I guess with my teaching style, some would say like I'm a little, like I'm a little bit strict, and. I think when you're rallying tired troops, sometimes if you give them too much, like, leeway, it's, like, hard to get the kids to focus, right? So it's not even, like, being strict. It's, like, hey, we, like, we got to get through this. And with corona and the pandemic and whatever happening, every time they're out of school for a week or two, we fall behind, right? So the kids are already behind. They have no breaks. They're tired. And it's, like, but we got to keep going because the book has to be done. So you're rallying the troops and they kind of feel like that. And then you'll have like a different teaching style where even though the book needs to be done, like another teacher will be like, oh, like, it's okay. But then the thing is, it's your class and the responsibility, if it's not done, is going to fall on you. So they can walk in and they could say, like, it's okay. And they can give the kids a break. But then later your boss is looking at you like, why isn't it done? And you can't say, well, that teacher gave a break. So I would say like different teaching styles, which would have happened anywhere. I don't think it's like a different like a cultural difference but I think in the way that the communication happens that's where I can see the 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 cultural difference yeah gotcha okay yeah no I I get what you're saying and I also wanted to ask you another big question how did you have the courage to do this all alone I know you have your dog with you so you're not technically all alone yeah but you know move to a new country for a year and on top of that in a pandemic so it's it's not as simple as ordinarily just packing up and going and I'm, I'm assuming like the process of making friends might be harder maybe yes yeah. no, so. so I'm gonna answer so you just asked me like three questions in one so first, I did <laughs> first I'm going to address uh moving alone like how did I build up the courage um I've just always been that kind of person and it's funny that I'm very anxious I have a lot of anxiety around making decisions and I think and I think and I overthink and I worry and I lose a lot of nights like worth of sleep but once I make a decision sink or swim I'm that kind of person where you know like even if it's like a mistake and you know it's wrong I'm gonna stick it through because I'm like I'll be damned no I love that (laughs) 
follow through, like follow through on your plans. I respect that. Yeah, and so this is one of those things where is this a good idea or isn't it? We've yet to see, <laughs> right? So um, I had a plan. I had a contingency plan, and for now, I'm in the contingency plan mode because, like I mentioned, um, well, like as you're seeing now, phase two has hit Canada, right? Whereas when yeah. I moved here, it was peaches and cream. And then um, there were like a bunch of rallies and which pushed Korea into phase two. So basically I arrived for a good time. And then I was like, like thrown into phase two, which meant I was out of work and everybody back home is like, come back home. And I was like, no, I'm going to stick it out a couple more months. And lo and behold, back home is now in phase two. Yeah, Yeah. Had the second wave. Right. So it was like, like things like that. Like you never know if you're making the right decision with this. Um, But I do think that the pandemic gave me the courage to do something different. I don't think if things were smooth sailing in Canada, I would have like taken the risk right away. I think I would have thought about it for a little while longer. But at that point, I was like, I have nothing to lose. Like, it's already been a crap year in Canada. Can't get any worse than this. (laughs) So then Mm -hmm. I was just like, yeah, let's do something different. Yeah. So that's how I thought of it. And moving alone actually so i'm pretty independent and so let's backtrack i was not supposed to be moving alone right initially i thought of the plan and i was dating my now ex and i said to him hey i want to move to south korea you can come if you want to come if you don't want to come we can do long distance we can break up or we can have like an open relationship and we can like you know, if we're still feeling it when I get back or whatever the situation is, then we'll figure it out then, right? Um, And he said, I'm all in, because he's like, his family does tutoring, like that's their business, right? So he's like, I'm all in, let's go. You know, I'm applying to jobs. To actually get my job, I applied to over 70 positions. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, hey, babe, let's just call him babe. I was like, hey, babe, like, what's going on? Like, how's your job hunting going? He's like, I'm applying. Like, don't worry. He applied to four. To this very moment, he applied to four jobs. Right? And so I was just like, you know what? Like, like his personality is like that. So I'm like, listen, like, I know that, like, I get why you're not motivated. This is not a dream for you. So it's okay. Like, I don't, like, thank you for trying, whatever. Like, we'll figure it out, Right. And then he's like, no, you know what, it didn't. And I think he thought that I was just not going to do it. Like, if he didn't get it, I wasn't going to do it. But I was like, peace. He doesn't know Shireen. (laughs) I know. He thought, like, I was going to be like, oh, you didn't get it, whatever. And it's a good thing that I didn't wait for him, right? Because I would have had a very, like, rude awakening, awakening. But we broke up due to differences. And... So anyways, like if I had waited and our like relationship had ended, I would have felt really screwed over if I had put off yeah. my plans for another six months and then we broke up. So technically was not supposed to like travel alone. Um, and then in the middle of a pandemic, was it harder? Oh my God, it was so much, so much harder. <laughs> you spend so much money on, it's just so much harder and everything's delayed. So getting your criminal record check, it's usually like you one... had to get a criminal record check. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the requirements. Right. It took like three weeks to get it. Right. Mm-hmm. And to even get my criminal record check started, 
I had to go to, I had to call a bunch of places. I had to go to several different places because to even get in to do the record check, you had to make an appointment because of COVID, right? And so all the places were booked up for days and I was like, I really need to get this check, right? And I ended up like spending so much more on a more expensive place that was able to like accept me in, right? So that was one thing, finding a place because everywhere required a, like an appointment. Two, it was delayed. Um, three, getting things notarized. Um, so to even get my transcripts from the school, getting so first I have the degree. Now I have to find a notary public. Now I have to book an appointment. Now to get my transcripts, they're delayed in the mail. They took almost a month to get to me. And then I had to book an appointment to get that notarized. It was like at every step oh, there were extra yeah. things because of the pandemic right I gathered everything luckily and to go to the consulate now I needed to go to the doctor to get a doctor's like note to say that I was COVID free to even go there but then it required like it's no it was valid for 48 hours so for two days it was valid but the thing is because of COVID they were taking in less people and it was like crazy because I had to get that doctor's note twice because the first one expired because I couldn't oh. get in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they were doing social distancing and they had one line for everyone who was doing everything. And then they closed earlier because of COVID, but they were taking in less people <laughs> because of COVID. And it was like at every step there were just like extra things that I didn't expect. And it was just rolling with the punches really. And as a person who's like really anxious and loves to plan. It was like, why is this happening to me? So, yeah, moving during COVID was not my brightest moment. Oh, and I moved with my dog. So even more paperwork that I needed to get done and needed to get stamped and needed to make an appointment for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a mess. But we made it. Oh, my it. gosh. Yeah, you did. Oh, my gosh. I can imagine. I feel like the bureaucracy is already pretty slow ordinarily, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. to get anything, it's already waiting in line, waiting your turn, or, like, the the call centers are all booked up. It's already so slow. So yeah. I can imagine that the pandemic would have made it, like, yeah. times snail two. Yeah, snail mail was, like, really snail mail. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Korea, what is something unusual you found about Korea? Well, I've mainly been home. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, I have a really, I have a, oh, I just thought of it. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I've mainly been home, so I haven't really been able to experience much. But upstairs, I have a neighbor. It's 10.30, so quiet. Wait until 11.30, 12. That's when he comes alive, or, well, it's a couple. But I think they're on different schedules. I think so. This is just, I don't know. I don't know these people's lives. I'm just assuming. Okay. <laughs> I think that they work the night shift, which is why at a certain time I start hearing the chairs and everything because they've just come home when I'm trying to go to sleep, right? That's mm-hmm. my theory. And if that's not correct, I'm even more upset. But, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, moving to another country, like, it's it was difficult getting used to... um the time difference and the jet lag and stuff like that, right? But also, like, I'm a little bit of an early sleeper and I'm a light sleeper. So one night, it was so bad. Um, It was, like, 
like 1 30 in the morning and it was like ridiculous because I'm like I teach kindergarten I need all the energy I can get and they're going at it like arguing like renovating maybe like they're doing a lot of things and I got to the point where I was just like you need to stop and I like with my little do-rag and my crustiness put on my bed slippers and walked upstairs and I was like you mister and then he was like, oh, oh, so sorry, so sorry, so sorry. Because I'm like, I need, I, I had it translated on my phone. I'm like, I need to sleep. I have kindergarten. He's like, oh, so sorry, so sorry. He's like bowing, right? And I'm like, okay, fine, cool, whatever, right? Next day, he's banging again. And now I'm even more angry because I'm like, why'd you apologize yesterday? If Like, I think some people don't realize that an apology means, ah, I've recognized I've done something wrong and I'm going to stop. It doesn't, sorry, yeah. doesn't like, it means I'm going to stop. Like, I'm not going to keep doing the thing that you don't like. But a lot of people, not even, it's not a Korean thing. I find that humans in general, they'll say the word sorry, but they don't realize that it means that they must stop what they're doing. Right. And so kept doing it. And then I started to complain at work and I'm like, I'm going to go back up there. And they were like, actually, this is the weird part. In Korea, you're not allowed, even if my neighbor is having a party at two, three, four, I'm not supposed to go upstairs and say anything because that's their private property. In fact, they can sue me for going upstairs and telling them no. What you need to do is if there's a problem upstairs, you message the landlord and then the landlord messages them. It's actually rude for you to go upstairs to say, please stop being like noise oh okay so that's one weird thing did you know that i didn't know that no i was two steps away from a lost wow that is a long way of saying do not go knock on someone's door (laughs) yeah but that's the thing where um like sometimes like it'll turn back around okay so someone actually um here in korea i like it's in the korean news someone had lost like something at a convenience store like left it forgot it and somebody like you could see them on the cctv actually they picked it up and they didn't see the person lose it but they picked it up they looked around they were like trying to find someone they didn't see anybody in the so they kept it right but what happened was the person remembered where they left their stuff went back to the store the convenience store and because of covid everyone's writing down their names and numbers and whatever so what they did was they checked the cctv the cameras saw who took the thing and was able to track down the name and number right the person returned the item but sued the convenience store for defamation saying you shouldn't have given my number because of whatever but it's like but you stole something yeah so oh my God. Wow. Turn, like if it's not like it's very like yeah like if somebody does something bad to you here and sometimes you'll talk about it you can actually be sued for defamation even with your employer you have to be very careful like let's say I leave the school and somebody calls me and they're like oh how did you like it and I give a very honest review which would be for any place there's good and bad there's always going to be something bad about anything like even if something's free and it's magical like you gave me a gold brick but it was too hard like there's always going to be something wrong right like if you say well you know what the gold bricks I got at that school were just too hard and your employer doesn't like that they can sue you for defamation so you have to be very careful about what you even if it's true it, it like it will be true, but regardless of truth or not, you have to be very careful of how you word things and approach it, because it's it's about saving face. Okay, it's disrespectful if you were to say something that's a little 
that can be yeah. misconstrued as negative or yeah or you know I, I see what you're saying gotcha but also like I'm so I feel like this is a very simplistic view because I guess I'm outside of the culture so I don't know very specific I, maybe there are more nuances to this right I'm just on the outside looking in feel free to educate us Yes, post on our comments. Go to Keep It Spicy on our Instagram and Twitter and let us know. Let Cherie know. Let me know. Yeah, like, am I misunderstanding? But, like, is there something I don't know <laughs> or have I hit the nail on the head? <laughs> that sounds so funny. It sounds like how things would be in America. Say something wrong and just get sued. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, usually, like, I feel like, yeah, but in North America, it's like when you sue for defamation, it's usually like lies. Mm-hmm. it's not like okay well I did it but I didn't like what you talked I hurt your feelings in the process of it yeah 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 <laughs> on another note what is something that you really love about Korea and that you think is so much better than the tv shows and the movies I think the cafe culture not the coffee culture the cafe culture. so there's a difference because usually there's not much coffee here. You'd be surprised. There's like a cafe, like several on every block, but they don't really serve coffee. So they usually serve Americanos. But the thing is, like, you can't really get milk and sugar in your Americano. So that's quite sad. So I've, you know, I'm trying to get used to drinking it black. But outside of that, there are other things like their lattes and things like that. And their pastries are so cute. I know that you know some Korean and you also, if I'm not mistaken, you took some classes in university as well, right? Yeah. So I had studied many, many years ago, eons even, I had studied Korean for two years. What would you say would be hard for a foreigner who knows absolutely zero Korean and has zero knowledge about Korean culture who wanted to move out there and do the same thing that you're doing? I would say you still could. There are a lot of foreigners here who have lived here for many years and still don't speak Korean. The thing is, little things in life that will make you happy will be very difficult. Like you'll get a cup of coffee, but convincing someone to give you milk and sugar will be very hard. I've done it a couple times, but you know, overall, it's just like the little things where if you knew Korean, they would try to help you out. But it's like, if you can't speak on that personal level, like nobody's going to go out of their way to to give you something that's not on the menu if you can't even speak the language, right? Or um, I find that they, it's like a sign of respect when you speak Korean. When you can't speak Korean or when you like make an effort to try. It's not that you can't live here, but if you intend on like making Korean friends and building stronger relationships it's great if you know something basic or if you're trying to learn because it's like a sign of respect which is anywhere right if you go to China right like I found that when you spoke Chinese you got a much better reception as opposed to you were just a foreigner and you don't have to even be good just try your best yeah to show that you're putting in that effort in this in this land that you've traveled to yeah, and the thing is, like, in Ch- in Korea, actually, more people know English than they did in China. But mm-hmm. even then, it's, like, even if they know English, like, they'll help you out. Some people, like, their English is broken. And if your Korean is broken and their English is broken, like, you can make it work. As opposed to the few people who have no English 
and then you just can't shop there or eat there or buy there because you can't. So I think it just opens more doors. And for all our listeners out there, I wanted to add that Shireen, I'm not kidding, Shireen is super fit. And again, she's a great cook. So I wanted to ask you how you've been keeping up with both. So like the fitness aspect more particularly. Uh, Had this not been a pandemic, I, I would like to just throw it out there that, you know, since it has been COVID, I've been doing my part to stay home. And so <laughs> in doing my part to stay home, I have not been exercising as much as I would like. Um, I, you know what? I have been going for a jog here and there. But I think for me right now in Korea, um, I've just been focusing more on being more like healthy in terms of what I eat. And I think getting used to the fruits and vegetables that are here. And if you know anything about like Korea, fruits and vegetables are so expensive here. Grapes will set you back $15. Like 15,000 won is like equivalent to about 15, 16 Canadian dollars. Like fruits and vegetables are so expensive. And with the flooding that had happened this year, it's even like more ridiculous, the prices. So... Um, that's one thing to keep in mind. And I think Korean food is quite starch heavy. So you'll get mm. like a lot of like rice and noodles with like a saucy meat or something. But I'm finding that I'm lacking a lot of vegetables. Also, I have not been going to traditional Korean places. So that's okay. where I've noticed more vegetables. What would you say about the like fitness culture there? Because like, for example, I know obviously Singapore is different from Korea, but I would say like in comparison to Canada, where, where you know, most of my friends go to the gym and are active, I would say, like, when I went to Singapore, I was like, oh, this is what being active is like. Because everybody's jogging at 11 o'clock at night. Everybody's running yeah. around. Like, old people are doing marathons. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. So what would so, you say about the fitness culture in Korea? Same. I would say that, so I wouldn't say I see a lot of juice heads and gym heads. And actually... I've never been to a Korean gym, but someone had made a joke about apparently um, some like Korean females would just go to the gym to like take pictures or just be on the machines. But I think that happens in Canada, too. Um, (laughs) But I think the lifestyle really helps them. So old people are always walking. I see them walking in the morning and at night. I see people using they have like free machines outside. Oh, so yeah, like in the park, they have like built in like machines. They're not like plugged in. It's like move it with your body, but it's oh, okay, something, gotcha, right? Yeah. And so there's a lot of that. And like, even if you're not doing supersets and crazy things, like I think staying fit's about just moving your body and like being less stationary. And I think any little bit helps, which they get here. And just always being on the go, I think, also helps. And their public transit is good. And so I think a lot less people are, like, in vehicles. And so if you're walking to work, biking to work, on a little scooter to work, on a bus to work, train to work, like, you're doing something as opposed to from your house to your car to your, to, to your like, desk at work. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. There's, like, some type of, at least some minimal activities happening. Yeah, there's movement throughout the day. Yeah, they're less sedentary. Yeah. Okay. And my final question before we head into the lightning round, what advice would you give to people, particularly women, who want to do the same thing you're doing, but are scared to do it alone? Because, you know, they're fearful of their health and safety. And of course, the whole, the anxiety that comes with doing things, traveling alone as a woman. So, um, 
I think overall, any big change is is going to be daunting. And I would say to address the reasons that are holding you back. Like for me, I would say like my relationship more so would have held me back more so than my family, right? Because my family will always be there. Um, But still, I made the decision to do something that I wanted to do. And I would say like put yourself first. And if whilst putting yourself first, moving to a different country, starting a new job, quitting a job, doing something new, if that, if putting yourself first aligns with that, then that's what you should do, right? In terms of safety, I would say overall, Korea is a pretty safe country. But I think in any country, unfortunately, as females, we have to like exercise some level of caution. But I think there's less cautious like I'm less cautious here in Korea just because one there's like so many like CCT cameras but like even when I lived in China even there weren't as many cameras but like Asia is quite busy right you're not gonna find or you'll hardly find like dark areas where like you're the only person but I also have my dog not for safety but for company so (laughs) now we're going to shift gears on the questions just a bit It's time for the lightning round. Morning person or night owl? Morning person. Korean dramas or Korean movies? Korean dramas all the way. Oh, really? That's a stark dramas over movies. Okay. What does your perfect pizza look like? Oh, oh, thin crust, thin crust, uh, tomato sauce, lactose-free cheese, half the pizza will have pepperoni and mushrooms and the other half will have pepperoni and pineapple so the whole thing has pepperoni half mushrooms half pineapple topped with garlic the the garlic powder because i love garlic and drizzled with barbecue sauce i order it every time i just call pizza pizza my previous (laughs) love it are you a hunter or a gatherer i feel like both are the okay am i more aggressive Mm, hunting I would Hunting? say I'm okay. more go-getter, yeah. Three must-haves when traveling alone. Internet service, mm. just so that when you get lost, you know, you can't always depend on Wi-Fi. Ooh, comfy shoes and a water-resistant sweater. Would you rather travel for work or work to travel? Travel for work. I want to do something that I love and I know it's out there and I feel like something that allows me to travel would have that, yeah. Favorite airlines? Oh, Air Korea is beautiful. And actually, it's funny. I didn't even take Air Korea to Korea. But like, I've traveled with them before. Oh, my God, the service is amazing. And if you check out airlines, they're one of the top ones in terms of higher than Air Canada. (laughs) I feel like a lot of things are higher than Air Canada. (laughs) Most daring thing you've done while abroad? Literally, I, on a whim, decided that I was going to Macau and... Yeah, so I had ended work on a Friday, and my friends were like, let's go to Macau, and I've like never been to Macau before, let's do it, and I was literally in Hong Kong when I, when it turned out that um, I think I was working that Saturday, and I had to turn back, but I was on my way, it was like two seconds in, and then they were like, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow morning, and I was like, no, I shouldn't have answered my phone. <laughs> pretty daring. And final question. Without using the word spicy, if you could describe yourself as a flavor, what would it be? Mepta. 
What does that mean? Korean word for spicy. <laughs> no, without I using the word spicy. Uh, uh, sweet and sour. Ooh, I like that. Okay, so yeah, that's that brings us to the end of the lightning round and the end of the episode. That was a lot of fun. And now to wrap up the episode, you know, we wanted to send you all off with a quote. And since you're the guest here, Shireen, I would love for you to do the honors. The quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Do not be too timid and squeamish about your actions. All life is an experiment. So that was absolutely great, Shireen. Thank you so much. And I wish you luck on your endeavors. Uh, if our viewers and listeners want to learn a bit more about you or want to follow you or reach out to you, is there any way they can do so? Yes. So uh, I would say like my main my main outlet would be Instagram. I'm pretty active there. And my Instagram name is Shireen222. So that is S-H-E-R-E-N-E-222. And if you want to check out any of my life in Korea, you can have a look at my YouTube channel, which is Shireen's World. So Shireen's apostrophe world my videos i'm still working on the editing it is a work in progress but i'm growing and yeah it's a lot of great content to come so that was really fun thank you so much shireen for being on this podcast and on this episode i had a lot of fun it was lovely having you and i wish you all the best thank you see you next time That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you folks enjoyed that. Join me next Sunday for another episode on Keep It Spicy. If you want to stay in the loop, follow me on Instagram at underscore Keep It Spicy and on Twitter at Keep It Spicy Pod for more related content and some pick-me-ups in the middle of your week. Like, comment, and share the content and podcast with friends and family. On that note, remember folks, Keep It Spicy, yours truly, XX.